Hey listeners, this is your host Corbin and today I am bringing you six movie reviews of brand new movies that came out in January. One of them came out in December and I did want to talk about that one because I think we're going to be seeing it at the Academy Awards so I wanted to get my thoughts out there before any of the Oscars are announced. And last year I did start putting out um, short movie reviews every Saturday of a brand new movie that either came out that week or that came out that month and I wanted to make sure to do that this year for every week. January came and went. I did see a lot of brand new movies, so this is going to encompass all of those. So also, we're now into February. Make sure to look for a new review um, every Saturday as well. It won't be as many as I'm doing today. Today is just the catch up. It should just be one, maybe sometimes two once a week, and it'll be movies and TV shows. It, this is not just for movies. But today I will only be talking about movies. So like I said, there was six of them that I saw in January that I really wanted to bring you my review of. The first review that I wanted to give you is that of One Night in Miami. I was really excited to see that Amazon Prime had picked this up for streaming to come out in January. And it is kind of funny because you think of January as the garbage month. Well, maybe not anymore now that the theatrical model is not really around as of right now and streaming is where it's at. So uh, it's kind of cool because the streamer can put out as high a quality of content as possible. And it's a really great way to start off the year with some of these movies. Not all of them are that great, but nevertheless, cool to see some big names in these movies. But like I said, One Night in Miami came out uh, a couple weeks ago, Regina King's directorial debut. I'm very impressed with her. Maybe she might be at the Oscars for that. I don't know. I, I can see this definitely getting best screenplay, adapted screenplay, I believe. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that, but I really enjoyed this film. I thought it had some really strong substance to it um, because racial issues and questions and relations is a really big topic right now in America, especially in how do we deal with that? Uh, where do we go from here? And I really don't like it when movies are anachronistic. And by that, I mean, they look at a time period and they try and transplant something that happened 50 years ago onto today. Well, I think this movie is not doing that, actually. I think it's doing something really solid with these characters. And it's uh, based on a true event, a supposedly true event uh, for a famous black um, I don't know, activists, uh, sports stars, singers, these four iconic people of the 60s and just their impact on their time period then and how it's impacting now. So I thought this was a great movie. I watched it with my dad who grew up in the 60s and he highly enjoyed it as well. So I gave One Might in Miami eight stars out of 10. I highly recommend you check it out if you have not yet. So this one movie did come out last year, the very, very end of last year. It's David Fincher's Mank starring Gary Oldman. And it is a very fascinating look at how Citizen Kane came to be. I had no idea about the story whatsoever. I thought Orson Welles wrote it this whole time. And I love Citizen Kane. I just love it. Um, Mank was interesting. Um, when you watch it, no... Your TV is not broken. That's just how they recorded the sound. It is distracting, but you get used to it. Um, I think the editing is mostly good. I think the story can be very confusing. Absolutely watch it with subtitles. 
I don't think a lot of people are going to be very interested in this movie, unfortunately. Um, this seems more so a passion project for Fincher. He does a phenomenal job directing. I have no doubt that we'll be seeing this at the Academy Awards for probably cinematography, um, production design, um, maybe one or two others, but that's probably it is my guess. I don't know if Fincher will get the director nomination for it. Um, I found it to be interesting. It's kind of long. It, you really have to love Citizen Kane, I would say, to want to go it, this far into the story and even just explore old Hollywood at that period in time. Um, it's one that I'll probably add to my collection eventually, but I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Very mild recommend. No, this other movie is totally different. It's an action movie, Outside the Wire, starring Anthony Mackie. I didn't know what to think of this movie at first. I just saw it popped up on Netflix, and I was worried it was just kind of going to be a dumb action movie. And the way I do describe it is Call of Duty with questions. That's what I told a friend of mine, because this movie does feel like Call of Duty the movie. It has phenomenal action some interesting science fiction type elements to it as well. But it asks a lot of big moral questions about um, what does war do to us as a country, to other people? Um, should these wars continue unchecked seemingly? Um, there's a lot of really fascinating questions to this movie. I ended up liking it a lot. It um, has a great moral lesson in the very end. So I gave Outside the Wire eight stars out of 10 with a strong recommend. This is another Netflix movie. It also really caught me by surprise. It is The White Tiger. Now, I read the description, kind of sounded interesting. My wife said, wait, isn't this kind of the plot of Slumdog Millionaire? I think so. I don't know. I own Slumdog Millionaire, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, nevertheless, this is based on a book and it all takes place in India. It really opens up uh, your eyes to the caste system in India and how a lot of the people really aren't free to do certain things. Their struggle is depicted very well. And it's also incredibly well written. It's quite comedic, but it's also hard to watch at times as well. Um, I found myself really riveted to this movie. I think it probably could have been served better as a very limited series, maybe three or four episodes. In fact, I watched it in three segments, three like 40 minute segments because this movie is a bit over two hours. Um, I can definitely see it getting nominated for best adapted screenplay. In fact, I hope it does. I can even see the lead actor in this maybe getting an um, acting nomination. He does that good. So ultimately, I really enjoyed The White Tiger. I didn't think it was great. I think they really could have probably shortened it down. I did find my interest, especially towards the end. There's some things that happened I feel like that needed to occur sooner. But nevertheless, I'm giving The White Tiger 7 stars out of 10 with a recommend. Now, the next one is The Little Things, starring Jared Little, Rami Malek, and Denzel Washington. I had no idea anything about this movie. I hadn't even heard of it, but I had a free HBO Max subscription coupon that I decided to use. I wanted to check it out because I love Denzel, and I admire the other two actors. So I sat down, and I watched this with my wife, and about an hour in, or well, no, honestly, even shorter than that, I realized I wasn't in for... The Silence of the Lambs. It wasn't going to be that caliber at all. Um, Jared Leto is my favorite part about this movie. He is thoroughly creepy. Denzel's kind of just Denzel. And Rami Malek does 
fine as well. But um, ultimately, I was quite disappointed with the little things. It was quite boring across two hours. It's from the director of The Blind Side, The Highwaymen, which I wasn't crazy about either. And um, this movie I'm not crazy about it. So whatever this director does next, I'm going to be really apprehensive and may not even watch it. So I can't even recommend the little things. It's not really worth your time. It's not terrible, but there's really nothing here that I can say, yeah, you should sit down for two hours with. So I'm giving it five stars out of 10 with a mild not recommend. Now, I'm incredibly excited to talk about this last film. Um, I know it was a big deal at the film festivals last year. Thankfully, Netflix picked it up. It came out this January, early January. It is Pieces of a Woman. And holy cow, I was blown away by this movie. I was fighting back tears for half of the time. I was engrossed by the shots. The title credits don't even come until 30 minutes into the movie. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a good reason why they don't. The, this movie has so many long shots, so many one takes. Um, the acting from Shia LaBeouf from Vanessa Kirby, from Ellen Bernstein is just phenomenal. So I really expect to see this movie at the Academy Awards for Best Picture, Best Cinematography, Best Actress, Best Actor, maybe Best Supporting Actress as well. Um, I can see it getting quite a few nominations as I really hope it does because this movie is phenomenal and it's actually very much pro-life. There is a great message to this movie. It's hard to watch at times, but I got to say, if you love movies, you love great stories, this is worth it. And I really hope we do get a criterion of it someday. So Pieces of a Woman gets nine stars out of 10 with an extremely high recommend. There are two movies from January that I have not seen yet. I really did want to get this out to you because January is done. We're into the first week of February. But I really do want to see The Dig. I'm very fascinated by that movie. And I'm curious about Penguin Bloom. I've heard some good things from it. It looked good. looked kind of sad. So those were my six reviews of January, which honestly, taken together, was just a powerhouse month for cinema. It makes me incredibly excited. If this is what we got in January, I'm just excited to see what we get for the rest of the year. There was some okay movies, but nevertheless, there was some caliber behind it that I still felt made them worthwhile and enjoyable. I'm curious, listeners, have you seen any of these movies? What did you think? What are your ratings? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Make sure to let me know. I am going to be releasing some new stuff every Saturday, movies and TV shows, like I said, so make sure to look for that. And I will go ahead and give you a sneak peek what the next one is. It is going to be a review of seasons one through three of Cobra Kai. Yes, I told you last year when we watched all of the Karate Kid movies, we reviewed all of them that I wanted to review Cobra Kai. It, the new season came out in January. My wife and I kind of binged the whole thing. We loved it. Um, we were not Cobra Kai fans before that. We hadn't seen any of it. Um, honestly, I cannot wait until season four. That's a little sneak peek of that. I'll go a little bit more in depth on Saturday. But until then, listeners, make sure to follow me on Letterboxd to see what I'm watching. Make sure to follow Alan on Letterboxd to see what he's watching. And we want to know what you're watching. So make sure to let us know and we'll see you soon.
The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.